re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. Happy 2022. We know we've been away for a little while, but we're back like we never left. And we are back right in time for an exciting season in the WWE. It is the Royal Rumble is soon, and that means we are on the road to SoFi Stadium, a.k.a. WrestleMania 38, which should be a blast. I am Armand. Uh, founder of Bald Nigga Ballers. Um, Otis Hive is alive and well. I've been waiting for two years to have my moment of glory. My dog has a title around his waist right now. Yeah, I can't tell me nothing. He pinned Randy Orton. I'm going to get into that a little later, though, because I want to introduce my guys. Fellas, how y'all feeling? Hey, what's good? It's CC, the best rapper and producer in the whole wide world. God body, because I consume healthy products and do towel curls, benevolent service to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase that I say is a gym like Anthemus. Uh, Amethyst, let me go back and remix that. Amethyst, my bad. You could put any nigga next to me, right? Say we in the pool hall, boom. I just knock motherfucking uh, 14 corner pocket. Don't even know if that's the number. Can't remember that shit. Dope ass women gonna be like, oh, that's him over there. And then they're gonna look at you like, yo, whose man's is this? I may talk a lot, but I only got one thing to say love yourself and keep going. You are the world, give all you can, take care of your body and your land. I was just doing this warm up so I can introduce my nigga Chan. Where you at? Uh, what's going on, beautiful people? Pouring live from the mid card, uh, mid card mafia faction high. We are here. Um, hope you guys have been staying safe. You know, Marion is real. And you know what else is real? AEW. Because they in a lot of trouble, man. They in some real deep shit right now. Because the streets are saying Cody Rhodes is a free agent, boy. And I and the streets are saying Stardust, we might make it compared to the Royal Rumble, man. You ain't hear from me, dog. You ain't hear from me, dog. But y'all in some deep shit. If niggas start jumping from AEW back, you might lose a little bit of credibility, dog. Yeah, hey. I wish I wish. <laughs> I can't even sing that shit. God damn it. I'm gonna have to edit that out now. It's okay, bro. It's all right. It's it, it it adds color, it adds character to this to this podcast. But uh definitely good to be back with y'all. We have missed a lot. There have been releases, there have been title changes, there have a lot of title changes, there have been just a lot of different things. And so we want you all to stay tapped in as you have been by subscribing to the Patreon. Patreon backslash the A Show RNC, where you can get access to a bunch of bonus content. Legendary Run is coming back soon. You can get uh, more, more of the War Report, more of the A Show, Spot Callers, all that good stuff. We got hella content for y'all. But yeah, let's just jump right into this pre write. Like I said, we have missed 
a lot of things. And so uh, I'll start with mine. My pre-write is hashtag adjustments. Uh, as Chan alluded to earlier, the Omicron variant has been running through the country, but it has impacted the WWE as well. We saw Roman Reigns had to take some time off and miss WWE day one. And through that, Brock Lesnar was added to uh, the day one uh, WWE championship match, which became a fatal five-way. He ended up getting the pin and winning the WWE title, which sent social media ablaze, at all, especially off the heels of Tony Khan's comments that he made about Big Swole related to her being a bad wrestler and that's why she was fired and alluding to all the diversity within AEW's management and all the diverse people that are on TV. We saw Tony Storm requested her release. We saw uh, Hit Row was released. There's just been a lot of adjustments, but the one good thing about the WWE, you know, people may not like it, people, people may like it, is they are great at adjusting. You know, the day one pay-per-view, I thought it was very enjoyable. Tony Storm asked for her release and Charlotte has no one to face. So they say, hey, Charlotte, you, you're going to be in the Royal Rumble match. And I think it's a really cool storyline. Like to see the progression of women from, you know, 2015 to now with the women's evolution. And now we're going to see a women's champion in the Royal Rumble match. And, you know, she's saying she's going to win it and choose her challenger. I don't think she's going to win it. I think it's going to be a similar situation to when Brock entered. The person who eliminates her is probably going to end up being her challenger. And, like, even with Tony Storm leaving, Asuka still isn't back yet. Bailey's still recovering. Lacey Evans is gone. Like, there's a lot of women who are viable contenders to face Charlotte. I've, I've been preaching Shayna Baszler's praises forever that she needs to finally, you know, get into that title picture. I think there's a a lot of momentum for Naomi right now. And I think the whole Sonia Deville storyline could be a launch pad for that. A lot of people think it'll be Naomi versus Sonia at WrestleMania, but I'm like, I don't know. Like Sonia is not enough of a compelling authority figure for me to think that she's going to end up getting the mania match against Naomi. And that would also be like too much time, like invested in this storyline. It's already been going for months. I don't want to see that match at mania. It will be a cool match for the rumble. It will be a cool match at, you know, Elimination Chamber, which we know is going to be in Saudi, Fastlane, but I don't think that's the Mania match. I think, you know, if they want to, if they want to capitalize on all of the support Naomi gets on social media, there's no bigger moment to do it than giving her that Mania match against Charlotte. It would be her first one-on-one -on -one match mm -hmm. at, at, at a WrestleMania. Um, and it would be a title match too. And like Charlotte and Naomi, like their friendship goes back years. I think, of all the, like, we know when Charlotte's in the ring with someone who she respects and she likes, she gives them way more. And I, from her matches with Charlotte, like, with Naomi, rather, they've, they've all been really good so, matches. So that last one was, a that last one, we could already, I'm already putting it in my books, like, as mm -hmm. like one of the best ones I've seen in a minute. Keep going. My, my bad. I had to say no, you're good, man. You're good. And, you know, we, then we see Seth Rollins will be challenging Roman Reigns for the um, for the Universal Championship at Royal Rumble. And I'm, I'm going to get into that later with my free ride. But it is adjustment season. There's injuries. Drew McIntyre is out. Xavier Woods is out. A lot of different people are out. We're dealing with things. And the WWE has to, you know, change its course and course correct. But I haven't been disappointed or frustrated by anything yet. So I'm looking forward to what these adjustments will lead to. And I think it's going to be a great WrestleMania season regardless. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think they even, he, I mean, come on. Roman said he's in God mode, bro. <laughs> 
he said it out loud himself. Like they know what they're doing. Like they were able to take that situation, have him like be out with COVID, like have Brock do his thing and just like, it's still rolling. And now we're interested in something new. And like, it's like, you know, you know, and probably in like a month and a half, we're not even going to really, it's not going to be top of mind how we got here, Mm -hmm. which is good storytelling. Like, so yeah, that's, that's, um, that's really great. And, um, that actually kind of rolls into somebody that I like to talk about, which is somebody that Armand used to like to talk about a lot while mm-hmm. a certain, you know, a certain uh, trend slash partnership was going on or whatever. Things kind of cooled down. There was a change and then there was a certain switch up. And then this guy gets paired with one of my favorite wrestlers, uh, Chad Gable. And now oh, we have the rerise oh, of Otis. It makes it easier to bear. Come on, bro. Listen, there. Listen, have you seen Otis's face with his haircut in that stash? This is the funniest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> this is this is so ridiculous. He looks so ridiculous. Chad Gable is just lit up like he's lighting up the crowd as well as like putting on amazing matches. Like, like let's not forget, Chad Gable is an amazing wrestler. Like because of Otis, we get to see Chad Gable wrestle against credible people like more and more often which i am grateful for like me loving the mid card like i do um but the other part that i like about otis now is like is he's not really saying or doing much except for crushing the fuck out of people which is great because what you're essentially doing is stripping his character down back to a foundation where now you can build an entirely new personality on him so like the thing is, is like I'm not even geeking out over where he is right now. I'm geeking out over the fact that I'm I know what they're doing. Like I know where this can go from here. It's like oh shit, because you stripped his character down. Now he's just like bruiser guy. And, but you can always add personality to bruiser guy. Like look at Kane now versus who he was. Like I'm watching Kane a year and a half. Like no, yeah, I'm watching Kane a year and a half after his debut. He has way more personality personality than he did when he first debuted. And then we know where he goes to go from there. Otis can get that same treatment. The big guys like really need that. And like, that's why Big E kind of transcends because he kind of has the physique, but he walks and talks like one of the smaller guys does. So um, so I'm just I'm just glad to see Otis. And uh I, I guess I'm finally uh part of Otis Hive because. I think the other part about it, too, is, like, I'm watching him. Like, it's clear that he got better with Chad Gable. Like, that's mm-hmm. very clear to me. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't watching, like, a lot of his matches before, but I'm watching him now. And if you look at, like, choices that he's making and how he's he's wrestling and, like, the pacing also, he's keeping up with people who are fast and stuff like that. And he's not slowing the match down at all. But he also has his own kind of pace, like when he hits you with the power slam or something like that, then he'll get up, walk around, do his thing. So it's like he he's getting the grooves or whatever. He's learning how to, like, go with the flow of the match. So I'm excited to see both characterize, character-wise and wrestling-wise to see where this is going to go because I feel like we're about to get some – because he's funny too, but that that's the other thing. It's like you have to remember this nigga actually can pull off the personality shit. So you have to, this is going to be some entertaining ass shit. We're about to get some great mid-card shit out of this nigga. I promise. I see it coming. Mm. It's, Talk it's about it. see it for Otis. 
So um, I can tell you exactly where Otis is going. Um, he is going <laughs> right into that 24-7 title picture. After oh, this. my God. Um, he is going to be a staple at the Nickelodeon's uh, Kids' Choice Awards. It's, it sounds uh, like sounds getting, like you're confusing him with gender, bro. I don't know. Getting slimed incredibly often. Um, also, do not ever disrespect Glenn Jacobs like that. Like, don't ever, don't ever... Also, by proxy, disrespecting Undertaker by comparing him to Tucker in this heavy machinery brothers destruction comparison you just well, made there. I wasn't don't, even. <laughs> don't you disrespect Kane and the Undertaker the way you just did? I just want you to know that that was really disrespectful. I just want to. I just want to know. I came in. I came in peace and love when I was talking. That's all saying. I wanted you to know. I just want you to know that from my heart. That's all I want. Kane and Undertaker know. have done a lot of raising their arms very slowly. For you to compare that to heavy machinery, which lasted all of like six months on the main roster before Mandy Rose broke him up, like Ray Schremer. Mm. Not Ray oh, Schremer, the new boys. Like uh, TNA yeah. broke up the new boys. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Tanache. I mean, yeah. But anyway, um, the wrestler <laughs> who actually has a future in the company. Um, I'd like to talk to you about uh, my newest favorite son, LeBron Breaker. Um, he is the future of professional wrestling. I compare a lot to, like, not necessarily him as an individual person, but his kind of archetype of wrestling. I compare a lot to, like, once, which, which we saw in the NFL, once you started having a lot of these elite athletes start playing quarterbacks, mm. where, like, once you introduce elite athleticism, you just can't not have it. Like, it just makes the people who are, like, more stationary or less athletic that much more of a standout and that much more of a liability. And I think what we're just going to see is that the base level floor athleticism for your average like wrestler would just be so much higher than it used to be. And I think honestly, in the long term, it's probably a smarter play because what you're doing in my opinion is you're like, you're creating the same spectacle, but you're basically trading like the gruesomeness of like professional wrestling of the nineties of like a mix full, just like sheer brutality and replacing that with like spectacle of like athleticism and like, that type of like, wow moments where like Bromberger's like a standing moonsault instead of just like throwing someone out of a moving car mm. um so i think that's kind of where you're seeing and i think that's what you'll see a lot especially with like you see these people who are being signed with like the nil deals like straight from college you're just putting more athleticism into wrestling and i just think that helps the base level and obviously you'll still have your people who are like you know in the circuit guys but i just think your base level wrestler will be way more athletic than he was like 10 15 years ago and i think that's good for the company because you just increase i think you'll increase the floor of wrestling and you also will increase the style of wrestling that like wwe likes to do which if you don't like to watch obviously you're not a fan of that but as someone who i do um i think it just helps you know it lifts all boats i guess yeah bro he reminds me of the 90s guys man that's what he makes me feel like <laughs> he just he's just oh. a tough motherfucker type i like that way that was actually gonna be my second point that he's reminding me is like one thing i was thinking about like because i love gimmicks and like things like that and um, i was thinking about how like if especially when someone's like first starting out if you give them too specific a gimmick it's like so much harder for them to get over yeah. and like if you want to know who like wwe wants to be like a main eventer their gimmick especially for the guys they want to be a baby face is always like oh, i'm a tough guy like it's that's the extent of it because you can do so much more. That's like, like when you think about like what is like, you know, before this, what is like Roman Reigns gimmick? It's like I'm just tough. What is Seth Rollins gimmick? I just wrestle real good. What is Kevin Owens gimmick? I just fight. Whereas like once you have that kind of vagueness, you can kind of move it in different directions. But if you have something like more specific, like a Tony D'Angelo, it's like 
there's only so far you can take that. And it's almost like he's pigeonholed if he keeps that strong of a character. And I think it's just really interesting. And you see Broad Breaker has that where like his gimmick is just, I'm really tough and he has cool gear. And I think that speaks to like how, what they see for him is that like, they see him just like being that type of baby face. Who's just like, you know, not obviously like the same type of athlete as Brock Lesnar, but like that was Brock Lesnar's thing. So I'm just like a great athlete. And so I think it just, uh, it's a good sign for his future. I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Braun. I think, uh, He's, he's got like the, the 90s personality and like the 90s, early 2000s physique mixed with the athleticism and the exciting in ring of today. Like he yeah. kind of he kind of brings what the what the indie wrestling fans like, but then he brings the character that WWE fans have been kind of conditioned to like as well. It's it's a great mix. And it's funny you bring up the athleticism because he is a former football player. And you know, Nick Khan's been making this move to kind of get all the indie guys out and bring in these these athletes who who already have the physique and already have the abilities. You just have to teach them how to be a wrestler. And, and, you know, obviously the, the PC is great at what they do. Look at who we have, who look at a lot of who the champions are now, look who's coming up. Like, you know, the, the, the fucking WWE performance center is, is undefeated to be honest. And, you know, it's really just how much they're, they're willing to buy in and um, it's working out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I love Braun. Uh, I obviously love Melo. Yeah, unified North American champion right now. He's doing his thing. And I think, you know, the future is incredibly bright and incredibly diverse. Speaking of that, I think it's like, so not funny, but it's like, it's like a really a, a masterclass in like running a business to see what WWE has done to 205 Live without mm-hmm. like ever explicitly saying it. Like, first they started just like putting women's matches on it for no reason now they just have gotten rid of the cruiserweight title just completely and now it's just like a dark show like it's just like their little like oh it's kind of like a level above main event but like not it's like nxt's main event it's just interesting how they've just like taken this thing that no one really watched and turned it into like a useful thing where it's like oh we can kind of give them some runs see if they can wrestle like da 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 and it's just it's just funny how they turn it into that, where it's like the name 205 Live truly means nothing. Like yeah. it has nothing. Like even like Roderick Strong, like it was like, is he even the cruiserweight? He's just like in really good <laughs> shape. But is he like a cruiserweight? I don't think so. But it's yeah. just interesting they just got rid of it. See what it'll be interesting what they do next. Cause they only have the one mid-card title. So it feels like they're running it a lot like the MLB. Obviously, SmackDown and Raw are are what the, M- the MLB is, but then NXT is AAA and then 205 right. Live and main event are are double A. And then right. you know, like the 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 Smith the, the dark matches on SmackDown and Raw are kind of like when when you call someone up to a 10 day when someone's injured and you need, you know, you kind of need right. to see like what they can do and what the future is like. It's it's really genius. Like it's it's I you know I, people people feel like people praise WWE too much, but like look at what they're doing. Like there's there's consistently people coming in who are filling these roles and, and are doing extremely great with it. Like and you know since someone gets injured, it's next man up. Someone gets released, it's next man up. Like the company really isn't like they've lost, they lost a lot of people this year, bro. Like big yeah, names, people that we all really liked. And they really haven't missed a beat. Like if, if people are, are complaining about it, it's really just because their favorite isn't on, isn't with the company anymore, but it's still enjoyable TV. Like Raw has been really good. SmackDown ha- had its, had its doldrums, but it, that's getting better. NXT is only getting better every week. Like it's, it's honestly crazy how they're, how, how they're able to, to keep trimming the fat and stay consistent with the product. So um, it's very exciting times for sure. 
Um, so let's jump into these free writes. We're going to kind of do some fantasy booking, some some uh, some galaxy brain booking before we get into our rewrite. So we'll start with you, Chan. You got the final boss written here. So what is what, what you're talking? Uh, so I've consulted the elders. I've uh, made the pilgrimage to Miami. I burned the sage. I uh, ate a scorpion and I've divined and, you know, spoke with the ancestor in his time. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It's time for the rock to come back. <laughs> it's time. It's time for him to win the Royal Rumble. It's it's time. Like it's we've we've reached a point where we've the actual final boss has to step up and we need Dwayne. Um, I think it lines up perfectly because it allows you to have the rock be around, but not have to actually wrestle. That's always like the concern where it's like edge was really the, the, the exception to the rule of a guy being like, no, I would like to wrestle and have multiple feuds where a lot of times you see it like kind of before Brock's current run where they show up and it's like, no, I'm going to only wrestle the, at the pay-per-view. So the rock probably being a busy guy, it looks like black Adam's almost done. You know, they're shooting those fucking Red Notice sequels, which I did love. But um, anyway, you get The Rock back in. I think what you also get to do is in that time, you can then kind of have the family dissension storylines pop back up and you can have more Jimmy and Jay matches. You can call up Solo Sokoa. You can um, have Rikishi make an appearance there and there. Like you can kind of keep the family stuff in kind of turmoil and that can kind of fill up, you know, your roadblock fast lane type pay-per-views. And then I think you have yourselves like I think one night of the uh, WrestleMania will be main evented by the women. That'll probably be the Becky Bianca or whatever that match ends up being. But I think as your other main event, I think going Rock versus Roman is really about as good as you can do. And especially with the pandemic, you kind of seeing how that is. You don't really, especially. I mean, you never wanted to hold on to stuff, but now it doesn't have to be an injury. It can literally be like. So when you find out someone has COVID the day before, so I feel like they're going to hopefully, you know, just stop waiting on stuff and just call it in now. And so it's like, let's pull the trigger on rock. Let's get this big pop in Dallas where we have this massive main event, you know, and get the people what they want. Um, you get to find out who actually is the final boss. I think you can even, even if you like, don't want the rock says I'll win, but I'll drop the title the next Friday on SmackDown. I would just have you could have a battle royale, or you can have fucking I don't know, Braun Breaker come up and beat him. I don't give a fuck. But I just think that is the logical conclusion to this. He's already set the record for Universal title to be the longest champion. Cut it off with the rock, have a great match, let him go home to his kids and you know, send them off like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great point. Like I'm I'm visualizing it now. Roman beat Edge at Money in the Bank. John Cena comes out. Roman beat John Cena at SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar comes out. The only places you can really go for Roman would be either Undertaker. I don't think he's coming back ever. Or The Rock. So I'm thinking of Roman finally beating Seth Rollins in a singles match for the title at Royal Rumble. Standing over him, you know, telling the St. Louis crowd, acknowledge me. And then if your smell hits and... (laughs) Rock comes out, you know, he, he, he doesn't have to win the Rumble. I wouldn't have brought Rock win the Rumble. I would just have him come out because you you know what it is. As soon as that music hits and he he pulls up and just raises his eyebrow at Roman, like, you you know the deal. And that gives you a good... You, the pop. the If 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 it's just he's in that state, you just hear if you smell. I think, like... Please don't. I'm have already getting excited. We can't... I'll start crying. Man, I on. might start crying. Like, it, sure. that, <laughs> that pop will be so... It was so 
crazy dog because if they kept it a secret like mm-hmm. that's the thing is that like they can't announce it, it has to be either yeah. he is contestant number 30 and he just drops in or it's like that where it's after the romans match and yeah. that's whatever reason the main event and he comes and it needs to be like completely surprised and you people will lose their fucking minds dude yeah 100 percent. and like and that's the thing romans match would have to main event the royal rumble which i don't remember the last time a title match main event the, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. It's usually the men's Royal Rumble last or 2018 when they had the women do it because it was the first one. So, right. But, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they shifted that around for Roman. Like, they've had Roman yeah. main event damn near everything. So, especially knowing what you're going to do to these niggas, like, yeah, they're going to be like, Roman set main eventing and then Rock comes out. Of course, there's no way anyone could be mad at that. So, um, I think that would be great. It'll give them time to build it up. You can still have Roman defend against other people. He's obviously... Well, he might defend it in the chamber. He didn't do the chamber last year, so he might find his way out of that. Um, Fastlane, he's probably going to defend it against somebody. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, all, all that stuff you said about Rikishi and and the family, you can play so many different things. You can reintroduce Heyman into the situation. Like, there's really a lot of things you can do. And Brock and The Rock have history. Like, one thing I always thought about is oh, yeah. Brock beat The Rock for the title, and then Brock and Rock, like, never interacted again. And I'm like, yeah, it was dope that Rock wanted to put Brock over, but you could have got so much more out of that from from, from that situation. So I'm just like, yo, it would, would, be would they ever revisit that? <laughs> it would be so crazy because they are so both so far from those people who would like, like I without like literally having like a character change, like the the Rock and Brock are just so different as people like physically like mm-hmm. brock and are both so much bigger like it yeah. would be such a weird thing to see like them versus their young selves and like brock is now all this facial hair and the long hair and the rock mm-hmm. is bald now and it's, it would just be so weird to see and it's also i feel like like no bullshit i feel like the rock is also like oh no brock will really fight like we'll fight he's fighting i'm not doing it. i'm not fighting him. don't hurt me yeah. I, have, I have to act bro. i'm not really fighting him. like yeah. that's no yeah. that's crazy dog like, yeah like yeah. no no way that would be dope to see though cc how about you i see you got something brock related here yeah well speaking of brock you know i'm thinking about brock and his current gimmick you know a lot of a lot of times if uh, I, I used to watch a lot of movies uh coming up as a as a young lad and uh one thing that was a common trope is once a character has decided that they're gonna leave whatever life that they've been living before the motherfuckers go off to a farm and who do we have right now farmer brock so i'm like huh what if this is kind of like a a sign of like things to come like what if like brock's like close to like retirement or whatever because like i can't see him going until he's washed he i don't he looks like he has too much pride for that um he seemed like he would just be like you know what that was my last one so like i kind of have it um the way i was thinking about it uh was that all right so like brock uh tries to uh tries to defend the championship against um, Bobby at the Rumble. Um, And then through MVP, like, interfering or something like that, like, Bobby actually, like, takes it from him, right? And then this doesn't, like, cause Brock to, like, be mad at Bobby. What happens now is, like, Brock, like, starts to get 
um, starts to get like upset with Paul Heyman or whatever, because this is the second time that he's been in a championship match or whatever. And there was involvement from the outside and Heyman wasn't on his side, really. Like it, it like Heyman yeah. didn't really like help him win. And because of it, Heyman actually like he he lost like both times or whatever. Um, so it's like he starts to look at him kind of funny or whatever. And he already talked to him crazy or whatever. So he starts not trusting him. You start seeing Brock show up without Paul. No, like Paul doesn't know where he is and stuff like that or whatever. Um, so that kind of like goes on and on or whatever. And then uh, the way I have it is like after that, Brock like takes the title back at some point from Bobby Lashley, like on some surprise stuff or whatever. And then he has it at WrestleMania or whatever, but he drops it. Um, <laughs> and this is my super galaxy brain. He drops it to fucking Goldberg. <laughs> and oh then we don't see Brock for at least like a year and a half or something like that or whatever. But that's that was just like my galaxy brain one. But like I was just the reason why that sparked it, because I just had the thought like, huh, what if like Brock is like close to retiring and he's just getting some shit off? Or whatever like i see that happening in the next like two years um but the other side of uh what i had though is um this is going to be um the the best women's royal rumble that we've ever seen i'm Ooh. predicting that right now um i think there's like 10 spots left that we don't know about at this yeah, point around that give or, give or take um i don't know who's gonna jump back in uh i know oscar is cleared i i heard that oscar has been Ooh. cleared somewhere um i don't know where i heard that i forgot it might have been cap so like hey don't hold that shit against me i was just reading some shit on the internet it might not be true <laughs> not the internet is um but i want to see oscar get back um i don't think if i wish she was i don't know if bailey's ready yet but if she was ready that would be fucking could potentially be potentially yeah but- I, I think Mania is a safer expectation than than Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, a couple surprises here and there with one being from um, one being from um, probably from like NXT 2.0. Yeah. And then probably one from the past or like something else, you know, or like, you know, maybe they're wrestling somewhere else or something like that or whatever, like one of those. But like the way I'm looking at it is like if you look at the landscape, I'm whatever. I'm like, these are a bunch of people who know how to like put this kind of match on. Like a lot of these people like know what to do in this ring. Like I think this is going to be a, a a really, really good match. And I think it's going to be the spark. I don't know. I don't have like a, a right for um, who's going to win it or whatever, because I kind of don't even want to predict it. I really want to like keep my mind away from that because then I'm going to start figuring shit out and then I'll have like a list and it'll be one of the people on the list. But, um, but uh, what I do, what I do want to predict is that this is, or like rewrite is that this is going to spark like the new, uh, like a new women's era. Like, I don't know what it's going to be called whatever, but that's why, like when you were talking about the women's evolution earlier, I thought that was kind of interesting because this is what I'm feeling that same kind of energy around right now. Like we got a lot of good stuff going they have all the right tools. They just need to do something with it. And I think it's even possible that you see something like 
a woman's like kind of like one hour sub show like with just women's wrestling probably uh, evolve out of this because they have a lot of talent and there's a lot that they can do um it's just about how much they want to invest that's like that's them investing i can see them doing that if stephanie can convince or whatever or whatever he's like hey come on my husband's sake please help like, <laughs> or something like just you know but yeah that's just what i'm seeing for it yeah yeah I, I can see it too i think that there's there's a really bright future with the women um but all of our free rights kind of tie in together so with with brock in mind with roman in mind uh death taxes the only things guaranteed in life are death taxes seth rollins beats roman for the title but roman Ooh. bends the rules with help from Heyman. so as, as cc alluded to earlier you know brock when he was on smackdown with with roman and Heyman was like saying bro roman i loved you i helped you with all these things and then brock was telling him to shut up and then roman was like kind of defending him like yo don't talk to him like that like it, it was weird because they when they went to Raw, they were completely cool. Like, it didn't seem like anything was happening. But I was like, that that they were planting a seed there. This this Brock Heyman alliance came back together a, a little too soon. It's like Heyman got got left by by his new girl, so he went back to his old girl. But you know, like in reality, like where you really want to be. Um, so what I'm thinking is like Roman loses to Seth. Now, we predicted Roman losing before. We said, oh, this is the time for him to lose. And so it, realistically, I don't think he loses to Seth. But if he were to lose to Seth, last year I, I made this prediction that he would lose to KO at the Royal Rumble in the last man standing match and then end up joining the Royal Rumble, win it, go to Mania, win the title back. I think it's more realistic this year. And I think with the help of Heyman, Heyman loves moving chess pieces behind the scenes. But Adam Pierce is like Heyman's little hoe. So like, <laughs> I, 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 I feel like... In furthering this Roman Brock Heyman love triangle, in kind of finding a way to secretly bring Heyman and Roman back together, and for Heyman to get back in Roman's good graces after um, Roman thought you know Heyman was doing him dirty, Heyman gets Roman into the Rumble. He enters at number thirty. He eliminates whoever it seems like you know the the favorite to win is, whether it's Riddle. And that's the thing: Riddle and Orton losing the titles, like. Hey man, it, it it could be Riddle winning that Royal Rumble. I I predicted it to be Finn. It could be Finn. Like I feel like it's going to be some babyface who's like cooking, and then and then it gets to the end, and there's like a final four of like Biggie, Sheamus, Riddle, and maybe like some some legend or something, and then Roman comes in right at the end and just shocks everyone and wins and gets his Mania match, and whether he chooses to face Brock or he chooses to face I, I don't think eh, maybe he would choose to face Seth I don't know but I I just it would be so perfect with this character with the way that like him and Heyman just be making stuff happen like it why 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 not do that go ahead no Armand I got you he doesn't have to choose between he's gonna choose both and unify it he said he's the <laughs> head of the table he said is this is his company if he really wants it to be his company there will be one title now yeah. obviously like later down I mean, the line like they come back in and be like well you know you said you could do it but like there's not we're not gonna actually unify them there's still gonna be two titles yeah. you just happen to hold them blah blah he'll probably drop one to somebody in some kind of match blah blah, blah. but 
like think about what kind of stuff that Roman is on. That he said the nigga said he's in God mode, bro. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, why not go for something like that? He stacked Dan- he stacked two Hall of Fame legends on top of each other mm-hmm. and pinned them. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> like it's it's a re- like why not go for both? Because think about it. He was he was going to lose the, the when Seth stole the championship from him at that WrestleMania when he cashed in. Yeah. He was going to lose to Brock. Mm. Like he was getting close to winning, but he was going to lose like or whatever. And he's lost to Brock before. He's lost to Seth before. Like so this would be kind of like a final like if I knock both of these guys out at the same time, I'm really him or whatever. And I got these two belts and, you know, it's all me. So yeah, like yeah, I'm rocking what you're saying, but that, that let's take it. Th- let's take it there. Now it'll, it'll be such a good visual Roman having both of the titles on on his shoulder. Like it it it, just, it would just be it it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful, it, bro. Dude. I you you need that that would be a, that poster would be classic. They'd probably make NFTs out that hoe. <laughs> yeah. That shit would be wrong. They make an NFT out of anything these days. So absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but with Roman in mind and with the Royal Rumble in mind, our rewrite is going to center around the 2016 Royal Rumble match. Now, this was the 29th annual event emanating from Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. Now, the story going into it, Roman was the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He won the title in a tournament uh, that uh, that finished at, at Survivor Series. Um, uh, due to Seth Rollins' injury, they had a tournament to crown the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He defeated Dean Ambrose in the finals. Then Sheamus cashed in his money in the bank and took the title from Roman. Roman ended up winning it on TV, on Raw, uh, big, about a month later. And he was given the McMahon family hell, so Vince McMahon forced him to defend the title in the Royal Rumble. Uh, this was the second time ever that the title was defended in – no, no, first time it was defended in the Rumble – the first time that the title was winnable in the Rumble was vacant, um, but Roman was forced to enter at number one through a rigged lottery. Um, some other facts about this Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar was forced to participate despite Heyman insisting that Brock should be able to skip it and face the winner at Mania. This was the debut of AJ, AJ Styles. He was the number three entrant. Dean Ambrose entered the Rumble despite having a last man standing intercontinental title match earlier in the evening with Kevin Owens. There was a fatal four-way tag match on the kickoff show to decide two entrants into the Rumble. Mark Henry and Jack Swagger defeated Darren Young and Damian Sandow, the Dudley Boys, and the Ascension. Um, In this Rumble, Roman eliminated Rusev and was later jumped by the League of Nations. He was injured and taken to the back. Uh, Braun Strowman uh, cooked in this Royal Rumble, uh, eliminating Kane and the Big Show. Uh, Kevin Owens eliminated AJ Styles and then was eliminated by his rival, Sami Zayn. Brock Lesnar eliminated Jack Swagger and every Wyatt uh, Wyatt family member except for Bray. And then the Wyatts attacked Brock and eliminated Brock. Roman Reigns returned during the Royal Rumble during Sheamus's entrance, beat him up. Triple H made his first appearance since TLC, where Roman attacked him and <clears throat> entered at number 30. Triple H helped Sheamus eliminate uh, Bray Wyatt. Roman Reigns entered the uh, eliminated Sheamus and uh, Triple H then quickly eliminated Roman Reigns, guaranteeing a new champion. And Triple H ultimately eliminated Dean Ambrose to become a 14-time WWE champion. So we are focusing on rewriting this 2016 Royal Rumble. And keep in mind what came as a result of that at Fastlane. It was a triple threat match between Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Brock Lesnar to decide who would face Triple H at WrestleMania for the title. Roman ended up winning that. And then he faced Triple H at WrestleMania and defeated him to become a three-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So 
rewriting this thing. Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I'll start because I probably got the least Galaxy Brainy one. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to rewrite some some I'm going to rewrite parts of the rumble um, leading up to the last parts, because um, that's what I really want to focus on. And what you just said, just replacing just replacing one person and what you just talked about. Um, so the first thing that we're going to do is switch uh, Jericho and AJ Styles' times. I, be- I believe uh, AJ Styles' time was like 27 minutes. Jericho went something of somewhere from like five to 10 minutes longer than that or whatever. I want to switch those times. So like when Jericho gets, when AJ gets tossed out, that's Jericho getting tossed out. And AJ's still in it, just like Jericho's still in it through all the time that Jericho's still in it. Um right. Now, here's the thing. When the Wyatt members are in there, fuck that. Sell Brock. Have Brock eliminate all the Wyatt members or whatever, um, including Bray at one point or whatever. Um, and then um, make it look like he's a like And at this point. He's still in like when Triple H comes in and stuff like that. He's like still in at this point and make it look like he's about to kill like Triple H and Dean uh, and like Roman and Styles or whatever. Um but then um, the white members all come back in the ring and then they gang up on them and then they eliminate them or whatever. And then they like take them to the back. They like drag them to the back too or whatever. They like beat the crap out of them outside and drag them to the back. All right, boom. Now we uh, we back in the ring. Roman, uh, whoop, whoop, mix Seamus up. Boom, boom, get him <laughs> out or whatever. Now you got your final four. You got H himself. Roman, Dean, AJ, boom, Triple H gets rid of Dean, boom, AJ gets rid of Roman, boom, AJ gets rid of Triple H, AJ wins the Royal Rumble and wins debut. debuts wow. as WWE champion. Because <laughs> what do you know? How do they for one for one time in their lives the WWE just let an indie guy just run over them for for some reason or whatever. And then you still have a triple threat match at Fastlane, but except for Triple H, that's going to be faced. Everything still plays out the same way, except for Triple H. It's AJ Styles, and you have Roman and AJ Styles put on a fucking banger at WrestleMania. Hmm. And that's dope because they had like two pay-per-view matches after that, so that would just be like a a three-month feud, essentially. That's hard. That's hard. Okay. All right. You know what's funny is um, I had that, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh had, shit no I way just, that wasn't the only one i did but one of like the full sin like the galaxy brain is just <laughs> put it on aj and just have aj <laughs> have him start heal aj just be like i am phenomenal i came in here and this was light work and then you turn roman into like wwe's champion and he like thank wins you for the company. This, you saw it you saw that, it thank i had that. it was, was right like, there because it, it would be cool because it's already it's Triple H is basically like a, a gimmick champion anyway. It's like you know he's not so gonna he's, wrestle, so like give it to him. So that was one of mine. That was like my yeah, but again, the issue is he would never he would Vince McMahon would never give <laughs> TNA that much credit. <laughs> he should, because I've always said that like ultimate X match where they're hanging on the ropes is like truly one of the most genius ideas I've ever seen, and Vince refuses to do it. But he would never give him that much credit. That'd be cool. The realistic answer, though, I think, is that if you kind of wanted a, a like a placeholder champion, I think it's Bray Wyatt. Because I think if you look at that timeline, that's the WrestleMania where he didn't even have a match. It's Eric Rowan versus The Rock. Yeah. So, like, I think if you basically you, – and you can essentially have the same feud. You can have, you know, 
Bray eliminate Dean because this is when you know the the wife family is at really at the peak of its powers. So you really identify them with the title. You could have him eliminate Dean. You have him feud with Dean. You could have Roman win the triple threat and then face like you can keep all that the same. You could even have if you want to have a triple threat match with Triple H, Roman, and Bray. If that if you think Bray is not big time enough yet, but mm-hmm. I think you just well the issue with what happened with the wife I and mean, one of the many issues that like they never fully like committed to it once they were like, it's kind of like the same thing with Braun Strowman. When Braun was as hot as possible, they never committed to him until it was way after the fact. And so they gave Bray the title away late. I think by giving him a big, especially a big WrestleMania match early and then a big title win at the Royal Rumble, I think you kind of legitimize him. You let him do more creative things. And I think that's really the most realistic thing um, you could ever do. Um, yeah. That's what I would do. I like that. So mine is very long-winded, and there's a lot of background that goes into it. I'm changing. Oh, I'm changing what happens at like multiple pay-per-views leading up to the Rumble. So, Survivor oh, Series, Roman still wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship tournament, and at the end, when Triple H comes to shake his hand, Roman still spears him, and he gets his moment to shine. Now, Sheamus attempts to cash in, but remember, Dean is out there. Roman beat Dean to win the title, so Dean gets in the way of the bro kick. And then Roman Superman punches Sheamus, and then he and Dean celebrate together. On the very next night on Raw, Stephanie McMahon gets angry at Dean for getting involved in a potential world title match by getting in the way of Sheamus's bro kick. And uh, so she puts Dean in a either he wins the IC title from Kevin Owens or he gets fired match. Dean wins the IC title on Raw, and Stephanie Stephanie McMahon gets frustrated that her plan doesn't work. So she forces Roman and Dean into a title versus title TLC match at TLC. Now, the two are uneasy going into it. And, you know, obviously with them being brothers, the the two that are still close after the shield breaks up, they're like, you know, we're going to stick through this together. We're going to figure it out. So. Roman and Dean come out with each other to each other's matches leading up to TLC. They, 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 they help each other out. They help them get wins. And so Stephanie gets even more angry and she changes their TLC match from a match where you have to climb the ladder and grab the title to win to a pin submission only match because she wants them to feel the pain of having to beat pin or submit one another for oh the title. Shakespearean. Right. So Stephanie also assigns Sheamus as the special guest referee. And she assigns the League of Nations as the enforcers to ensure that there is a winner and they don't try to pull anything uh, in their match. So at TLC, they they fight a grueling match. At some point in the match, Sheamus gets in Roman's face, Dean pushes him, and then the League of Nations attacks both men. Now, Roman and Dean fight them off as best they can, but Kevin Owens is still tight. He lost his IC title to Dean. So, uh, So Kevin Owens pulls up, helps the League of Nations, that they attack Dean, they attack Roman. With is everyone Canada? Is that his is that his nation is Canada? <laughs> yeah. <I guess> so. <laughs> and so with everyone laid out, including the special guest referee, a new referee comes out, counts a double count out. So then at the rumble, so you know Stephanie is frustrated, Vince is frustrated, they're like, nah, like this, you know, like we need to get this title off Roman. Roman is raising hell. So they still have Roman defend the title at the Rumble. Dean still has his last man standing match against KO. Um, he beats him. Now, they're in the back in the locker room having a conversation, Roman and Dean. Uh, Roman and Dean are talking. And Dean is like, you know, like, 
you're you're um you know you and i could could, could be the, the final two again man and like you know we're gonna have to go at it again i just want you to know like you got to main event um, WrestleMania last year and like, it's my time. So, you know, if, if it comes down to us, there's no hard feelings. And Roman's like, Hey man, you know, I did main event WrestleMania last year, but I didn't win. So I, I have to go back this year. And like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Roman tells Dean, it's not your time. So, so things get really tense between them. And then Roman walks away. Kevin Owens beats up Dean in the locker room. So Royal Rumble time. Roman still enters at number one, but there's no there's no angle where he gets injured. He just fights his way till the end. Triple H still still returns, still joins this rumble. Roman and Dean eliminate Triple H. They eliminate Sheamus. They, uh, AJ Styles and KO make it to the final six. KO eliminates AJ. Dean eliminates KO as well because you know that beef. Dean had to get it back in blood after getting beat up in the locker room. So it comes down to Roman and Dean as the final two. Roman eliminates Dean. And he um, and and then he 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 celebrates his win. He successfully defended the title in a Royal Rumble match. Crazy. So you know he he celebrated. Triple H and the League of Nations attack Roman after the match. Dean is there because he literally just lost, but he's pissed about losing again. So Dean walks out, and then Sheamus, who got eliminated but had his briefcase by the ring, cashes in on Roman and wins the title. After Roman just defended it in a Royal Rumble match. So Triple H comes to Raw the very next day. He's angry at Sheamus because the plan was never for Sheamus to cash in. The plan was just for them to fuck Roman up. So they they, they have a little shoving match and Triple H says, you know what? I'm just going to fight you at Fastlane for for the title. So it's Triple H versus Sheamus for the title at Fastlane, a little rematch from their WrestleMania matches, like WrestleMania 26 when they had their match, I think. And then there's still the triple threat between Roman, Dean, and Brock at Fastlane as well. The League of Nations turns on Sheamus and helps Triple H win the title from him. Roman yeah. wins the, the, the triple threat match, goes to WrestleMania. Roman beats Triple H. So, like, there's a lot of backstory and there's a lot of afterstory, but essentially the, the moment where Sheamus catches in on Roman isn't Survivor Series. It's it's the Royal Rumble. Roman gets, the Rumble. gets to have the title for a bid. He's got to face his boy. He's got to finesse his way out of a title versus title match. And But but but, but the bigger moment is the man goes through a, a Royal Rumble match. Brock is in there. Braun is in there. AJ Styles debuts. It's this big moment, and he you know he's celebrating all that. And then he gets cashed in on there. I think that would have been an even even crazier moment. And, you know, the whole Triple H and Sheamus thing, them being, uh, um, you know, in an alliance together and then them breaking up just makes it a perfect situation for, for Roman to creep back in and get his title. Now, I don't think this would have made the crowd like Roman at this point nope. <laughs> in 2016, but um, I, think, I think it's a pretty cool story. So. That's 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 my rewrite, man. Because I, I I honestly hated that Triple H ended up winning that Royal Rumble, man. I, I was pissed. I was I, so pissed. I, say I loved it. I oh, loved it. so pissed. I love it every single time. And I hate. I know how people hate. I'd love that run where Triple H had like a WrestleMania match every year. I loved it because it's just like, yeah, this is just a TV show. This isn't real sports. Mm-hmm. And people fucking love Triple H. Do you understand how many people just know who Motorhead is purely because of Triple H? Mm-hmm. Like, they would never, ever listen to Motorhead. Mm-hmm. But Triple H has, like, single-handedly put them on the map for some people. People love Triple H. And for so, sure. like, anytime Triple H can, like, 
just go over, like especially because he puts himself over so many times. It's like you gotta love it. You just gotta because they just don't make them like everyone now is all humble and like no, it's about you know the company and like I'd love to like go on my back and put him over. Triple H is like no, fuck that. <laughs> it's about me, bro. And putting myself over. Mm-hmm. Where I am watching, where I'm watching Raw right now, this this same guy is coming out to the, the ring and saying for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home, and then he would just name whoever um, he had beef with at the time, and like three times he's named Vince McMahon in separate em- episodes, and I'm like, yo, you are wilding, and then he says let's get ready to suck it. So it's like, yo, this guy has, he's never played it safe. Like <laughs> this, this nigga is all risk. Wow, boy. I love it. He was like, wait, what boss's daughter. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try for that. <laughs> Let me see what happened. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Triple H is uh he's something, he's something. He definitely makes for compelling TV, whether you like it or not. 